O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me, and bring me into thy holy hill, and to thy dwelling. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouths shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. The Vinite, Psalm 95, on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved for this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 56 begins on page 408. Be merciful unto me, O God, for man goeth about to devour me. He is daily fighting and troubling me. Mine enemies are daily at hand to swallow me up. For they be many that fight against me, O thou most highest. Nevertheless, though I am sometimes afraid, yet put I my trust in thee. I will praise God because of his word. I have put my trust in God, and will not fear what flesh can do unto me. They daily mistake my words. All that they imagine is to do me evil. They hold all together, and keep themselves close, and mark my steps, when they lay wait for my soul. Shall they escape for their wickedness? Thou, O God, in thy displeasure shall cast them down. Thou tellest my wanderings, put my tears into thy bottle. Are not these things noted in thy book? Whensoever I call upon thee, then shall mine enemies be put to flight. This I know, for God is on my side. In God's word will I rejoice. In the Lord's word will I comfort me. Yea, in God have I put my trust. I will not be afraid what man can do unto me. Unto thee, O God, will I pay my vows. Unto thee will I give thanks. Thou hast delivered my soul from death and my feet from falling, that I may walk before God in the light of the living. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the twenty-second chapter of the second book of Samuel. 
Then David spoke to the Lord the words of this song on the day when the Lord had delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, the God of my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge. My Savior, you saved me from violence. I will call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from my enemies. When the waves of death surrounded me, the floods of ungodliness made me afraid. The sorrows of Sheol surrounded me. The snares of death confronted me. In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried out to God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry entered his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled, the foundations of heaven quaked and were shaken, because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils, and devouring fire from his mouth. Coals were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down, with darkness under his feet. He rode upon a cherub and flew, and he was seen upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness canopies around him dark waters and thick clouds of the skies. From the brightness before him coals were kindled. The Lord thundered from heaven, and the Most High uttered his voice. He sent out arrows and scattered them, lightning bolts, and he vanquished them. Then the channels of the sea were seen, the foundations of the world were uncovered. At the rebuke of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of his nostrils, he sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He also brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness according to the cleanness of my hands. He has recompensed me, for I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me, and as for his statutes, I did not depart from them. I was also blameless before him, and I kept myself from iniquity. Therefore the Lord has recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in his eyes. With the merciful you will show yourself merciful. With a blameless man you will show yourself blameless. With the pure you will show yourself pure. And with the devious you will show yourself shrewd. You will save the humble people, but your eyes are on the haughty, that you may bring them down. For you are my lamp, O Lord. The Lord shall enlighten my darkness. For by you I can run against a troop. But my God, I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The way of the Lord is proven. He is a shield to all who trust him. For who is God except the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? God is my strength and my power, and he makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer and sets me on high places. He teaches my hands to make war, so that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. 
You have also given me the shield of your salvation. Your gentleness has made me great. You enlarged my path under me, so my feet did not slip. I have pursued my enemies and destroyed them. Neither did I turn back till they were destroyed, and I have destroyed them and wounded them, so that they could not rise. They have fallen under my feet. For you have armed me with strength for the battle. You have subdued under me those who rose against me. You have also given me the necks of my enemies, so that I destroyed those who hated me. They looked, but there was none to save, even to the Lord, but he did not answer them. Then I beat them as fine as the dust of the earth. I trod them like dirt in the streets, and I spread them out. You have also delivered me from the strivings of my people. You have kept me as the head of the nations. A people I have not known shall serve me. The foreigners submit to me. As soon as they hear, they obey me. The foreigners fade away and come frightened from their hideouts. The Lord lives. Blessed be my rock. Let God be exalted, the rock of my salvation. It is God who avenges me and subdues the people under me. He delivers me from my enemies. You also lift me up above those who rise against me. You have delivered me from the violent man. Therefore I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the Gentiles, and sing praises to your name. He is the tower of salvation to his king, and shows mercy to his anointed, to David and his descendants forevermore. Here ended the first lesson. Blessed art thou, Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the eighth chapter of the second epistle of St. Paul to the Corinthians. Moreover, brethren, we make known to you the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, that in a great trial of affliction the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded in the riches of their liberality. For I bear witness that according to their ability, yes, and beyond their ability, they were freely willing, imploring us with much urgency that we would receive the gift and the fellowship of the ministering to the saints. And not only as we had hoped, but they first gave themselves to the Lord, and then to us by the will of God. So we urged Titus, that as he had begun, so he would also complete this grace in you as well. But as you abound in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in all diligence, and in your love for us, see that you abound in this grace also. 
I speak not by commandment, but I am testing the sincerity of your love by the diligence of others. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might become rich. And in this I give advice. It is to your advantage not only to be doing what you began and were desiring to do a year ago, but now you must also complete the doing of it, that as there was a readiness to desire it, so there also may be a completion out of what you have. For if there is first a willing mind, it is accepted according to what one has, and not according to what he does not have. For I do not mean that others should be eased and you burdened, but by an equality, that now at this time your abundance may supply their lack, that their abundance also may supply your lack, that there may be equality. As it is written, He who gathered much had nothing left over, and he who gathered little had no lack. Here ended the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. 
O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, give unto us the increase of faith, hope, and charity, and that we may obtain that which thou dost promise. Make us to love that which thou dost command, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us, thy humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. We're reaching the end of Second Samuel here, and, and it's kind of summing up the David story. After David's, you know, victory over Absalom, his restoration of the kingship, we have we have these sort of summaries that stories that summarize um uh somebody's mic is open um that um some and, and and today we have uh an extended psalm this is uh the chapter today quoted in in full psalm 18 and it's used here as a kind of um summation of how God has answered David's, his anointed's prayers and rescued him from the various, various enemies. It's a wonderful image of prayer that the sorrows of death surrounded me, the waves overcame me, I cried to God. And Psalm 18 portrays God as kind of arising as a warrior in heaven to come and destroy David's enemies and, um, and deliver him. And, and, and this is a, this is a wonderful image of how, um, how our how our prayer works and and especially the psalm on the mouth of david here and it's some its last line to to david and his seed forever it it harkens to the fact that the seed of david who who upon whose lips the psalm will make most sense is our lord the descendant of david and this is how we pray the psalm we pray the psalms as um members of the body of christ we pray them in christ so that Christ's prayer becomes our prayer, and we cry out to God, and God looks favorably upon us and delivers us from our enemies. And as we've talked about, this isn't always an instantaneous deliverance, that the, the posture, as the posture of David is long-suffering in the wilderness as he runs from Saul, but trusting God, looking for guidance, and God slowly brings him through that trial into the kingship and then when he's exiled from Absalom God brings him back and restores him and this experience there is we can be translated our own experience of prayer where we're struggling with various things but we hold on to God we pray and God fights for us fights for us not just to you know to get us to succeed in a in a temporal way but but helps us to resist the temptations that arise in each situation, helps us to stay connected to Jesus as he, as he navigates the way through our trials and eventually delivers us 
uh, both ultimately in the resurrection, but the way there's really providential ordering of our lives and deliverance in time. And that's kind of the posture of the Psalms that David's life is summed up that way. Our lives, and, and, and it prefigures the way God delivers Christ in his life and also in the resurrection. And that's our story, therefore, that we participate, our individual narratives of life participate in that story of deliverance as we hold on to our prayer as the body of Christ and experience that same kind of narrative and deliverance. <clears throat> and then our, our New Testament lesson today, um, it, it deals with uh, this thing that got, that uh, St. Paul did in the New Testament, which is to take a collection for the Jerusalem churches and we remember that the, the Jerusalem churches, because um, they believed in Jesus, <clears throat> were shunned from the economics and family life of the Jewish community, so they were immediately poor. Um, and we see this in Acts where, you know, Barnabas is shown as coming to bring a generous contribution. So St. Paul, in his ministry, as he went out into the Gentile countries to Asia Minor, to Greece, he um, he had this sense that those the gospel comes out from the Jews to the Gentiles, and the the Gentiles had an obligation then to give back as the riches of the gospel came from the Jews to the Gentiles. The Gentiles had an obligation to give back of their abundant riches to help the poverty of 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 this infant Jewish church and. Um, he tells a couple of interesting things, you know, he tells them, hey, well, the Macedonians, they were, they already have given, and, and you guys are sort of taking your time here with this contribution. And so he's encouraging them to fulfill the doing of what they promised to do a while back. And the image of giving here, there's a wonderful image that, that our Lord, though he was rich, became poor for our sake. It's an image here of the incarnation that Jesus is um, in heaven with the Father and the Holy Spirit enjoying the, the fullness of eternal love. Uh, and there's no need for him to do anything other than just enjoy that. But instead, it, both in the act of creation, God shares his love by creating a world to share it with people. And then in the incarnation and the cross and the resurrection, he leaves that comfort to go save people, to, to, to give up something he could hold on to in order to give for the benefit of others. And so in Christ, that's our model of forgiving, not because we're made to feel guilty that, you know, we have too much and you ought to feel bad about that, but that that um, mirroring the, the, the image of the Trinity in our fullness, we give of, of our abundance. And this then participates in the economy of God where everything given has its own recompense. That given giving is not a zero-sum game. Generosity results in, in, in a greater sense of abundance. And even our Lord, as he gives himself in the incarnation and the cross, is then rewarded in the resurrection as Lord of all. And, and so this, this moves against the zero-sum idea of the world that we have to hold on to this, and this is mine, and if I give you some, you have more and I have less. But in the economy of God, the, the generosity always, it's spreading it and it's always recompensed. And this is so we always giving, not just, you know, it's monetary, but it's also other ways. At the fullness we experience in Christ, we replicate the Trinity when we give willingly out of that abundance 
and we always experience when we do that with the right motive and heart, uh, the recompense of God over time as as giving in the economy of God, all giving just become just wells up to a greater reward for everyone in the body of Christ. So a few thoughts about today's lessons. All mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of life and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate, especially those from whom our prayers are made at this time. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days, through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you, Chris and Rob. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Thank you, Bishop Scarlett. Have a Thank wonderful you, day, everybody. everybody.